0: now consider chapter 2 verses 26 and 27 in our Bible lessons from the first epistle of John where we read these things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you but the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you and ye need not that any man teach you but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. From this promise the true child of God cannot be led astray from the truth in any permanent way, if he will continue to abide in the Lord Jesus Christ. How tender is the watch-care of God over us as subjects of His grace and mercy! We may, through ignorance, be upset by certain teachings for a time. But if we will lay all that we may hear before the Holy Spirit and earnestly hunger for God's whole truth, we shall be led into it. Thanks be to God. Of course, the vehicle of this leadership is the Word of God, which we must study patiently and prayerfully. This absolutely follows from the promise. We are in the midst of a world of confusion and perplexity, even at the present time a confusion over the word of God itself, which did not exist at the beginning. How would it ever be possible to come to the very truth of God apart from this most blessed promise of the anointing of the Holy Spirit? We may render these words more literally as follows. And ye, the anointing which ye did receive from him, is abiding in you and no need ye are having that any one should be teaching you but as the same anointing is teaching you concerning all things and true is and is no lie and according as it did teach you keep on continually abiding in him how we should thank the godhead for such blessed promises first as to the significance of the word anointing we should also consider the use of the verb form, as appears in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 21 and 22, where we read, Now he which establishes us with you in Christ, and hath anointed us, is God, who hath also sealed us, and given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. We have these words, is establishing us, did anoint us, did seal us and did give the earnest of the spirit we notice that three of these operations are pictured as taking place instantly although their results extend on in a continuous manner and the other is something that is being constantly done on the verb anoint we may remark that it is used elsewhere only with reference to our lord jesus and this in connection with his ministry. In Luke 4:18 we read, "The Lord's spirit is upon me, because he anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor." It seems to have reference to the raising of one to some dignity, function or privilege. To Peter it was revealed that all the true children of God are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for a possession so that ye might declare abroad the excellencies of him who did call you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were no people, but now are a people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy." 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10. In a real sense, then, all the children of God are to be witnesses, and the anointing must refer to God's act in raising those who truly repent and receive forgiveness of sin through faith in the atoning death of Christ to the dignity and privilege of this royal priesthood to be a people for a possession this is set forth as an act of God the father the term is also used many times in the old testament in the anointing of priests kings prophets and so forth from this basic verb we have the noun form which appears in 1 john 2:20 20 and 27 It basically means an ointment or unguent, a lubricant or salve for sores, burns, and so forth, or anything smeared on or which is applied by smearing. It was usually prepared by the Hebrews from oil and aromatic herbs. The Apostle John uses the word to refer to an anointing or an unction in the reception of spiritual privileges. It is described as a being from the Holy One, implying that this anointing renders the recipients holy and also as having been received instantly from Him, referring to Christ. Christ is the Anointed One who has bestowed upon us the anointing, or the gift of the Holy Spirit, as an efficient aid in getting a knowledge of the truth. In the Old Testament, as was said, anointing was the inaugural ceremony for the priests, for kings, and sometimes for prophets. We note particularly that this anointing they received as an endowment of the Holy Spirit and divine gifts were given for specific service. We read in our passage that the anointing which ye did receive instantly from him is abiding continually in or within you. And it is thus said that the term anointing can only refer to the gift of Or baptism in the Holy Spirit, which Christ had many times promised should be given to those who are obeying him. It should also be remarked that from the same basic verb is derived the name Christ or Christos, which means an anointed one. It is properly an adjective, not a noun, and thus is used in the New Testament with the article. The Christ, then, means the anointed one or he who is consecrated to the messianic office. From the same basic verb, we also have the word Christian, which is really the anointed ones who are in precious relationship to the Lord Jesus Christ. Thus, the anointing is beyond question the fulfillment of the promise of Jesus while on earth, which he made up to the hour of his ascension into heaven that he would send forth from heaven a mighty endowment of the Holy Spirit upon all believers, and that the Comforter would abide in them forever. This is referred to by various words as the gift of, or baptism in, the Holy Spirit, and the very verb structures set forth this coming of the Holy Spirit upon a soul as an instantaneous experience and in this present age as following immediately after true repentance and saving faith in the atoning death of Christ. The verb did receive of our text is a certain tense which indicates an instantaneous action. Jesus was anointed and now we are anointed in the same Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes upon us suddenly to thereafter be quietly abiding within our hearts, except we grieve him away. It was his revelation of the sufferings of Jesus for our very souls that slew the old man within us and deeply humbled us in the dust over our sins. We never could be the same after that, for by his agency we are united together with Jesus and form some comprehension Of what he had to pass through in his sufferings for us that we might be able to exercise faith and be forgiven for our sins. But he has come to be our constant companion and teacher, and it is certainly the will of God that we should grow mightily in spiritual understanding and wisdom. We have before seen that this wisdom, which is from above, is of a different class from that of the world spiritual wisdom can only be taught through the enlightenment of the holy spirit no learning of man can lead to a comprehension of the truth of god we must truly exercise our patient intelligent investigation of the word of god and of course use the intelligence that god has endowed us with but more than mere human intelligence is necessary to understand the secrets and the profound things of the great God. The same anointing is teaching you concerning all things we read. By this it may also be meant that he is enlarging upon and bringing true comprehension out from what we may be taught by our earthly spiritual teachers as we are admonished to be teachers endued with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Thus we have the true process of revelation. God had a desire to impart his truth to man even though man had sinned because of God's great love. God sought out reverent individuals whom he could trust with these treasures. He progressively revealed to them the truth that he had in mind. They were written down inerrantly in language as moved by the Holy Spirit, and thus we have in the Bible the written record of the word of God. Now, as we human beings of our age uh, seek after the truth of God, the process of revelation is to be reversed. That is, as we seek prayerfully God's truth, we are illumined by the Holy Spirit operating through the truth of God that has been by inspiration written down. Then also, as the Spirit of God sends forth teachers to proclaim His truth, And if they are speaking by the anointing and power of the Holy Spirit, they are speaking words of divine leadership. And thus the Holy Spirit will go into the minds of the hearers who desire His truth and impart to them a further impartation of remarkable truth within their own minds so that they will be fully persuaded of God's truth. Our text may also have reference to spiritual discernment or as to our enlightenment upon the lives of individuals with whom we come in contact the first sentence would indicate that there were some who were trying to lead them astray if the children of god humbly were abiding in the provisions of grace they would be enlightened as to the inner lives of those who are attempting to teach things supposedly from god this is acknowledged to be a dangerous ground and we need to exercise caution But the Apostles certainly had this gift and frequently exercised it. Where are the limits to the possibilities of walking in close association with the Holy Spirit? And thus we read, And according as it did teach you, keep on uh, continually abiding in Him. This is our part, which God cannot do for us, if we are to continue as moral agents. If we do not put into practice and live what the Holy Spirit has taught us, our further progress ceases. It is only as we walk in sweet and humble obedience that we will be led into further light. But thanks be to God for these blessed promises and the remarkable future that we may have as we abide in the Holy Spirit who has been given in mighty anointing. Our Heavenly Father, how thankful we are for these treasured words and for the wonderful, radiant experience of the Holy Spirit that thou hast purposed that we should have as we repent of our sins and through his enlightenment exercise faith in the atoning death of Christ. Oh, may many be so moved to do so this day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.